1: Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
2: Paul Imig momentarily. Amazing. Yeah. Hey, have you seen seen Barry, the show?
3: I've seen maybe a season and a half of it. I, I liked it. I just, we didn't finish it yet. Really? Oh, it's really good. I agree. I agree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But life gets in the way, you know. There's been some casualties.
2: Yeah, I know. For a Simpsons reference, have you ever seen that video of the woman who voices Bart Simpson leaving the grocery store and, like, giving money to, uh, like, donating money to, like, a a Boy Scout something or a Girl Scout something? And she did it in the voice of Bart Simpson, and then it took the kid a couple minutes to recognize, like, why is your voice... Are you Bart Simpson? You know, have you ever seen that?
3: Yeah, I have not seen that, but I would have her on for Bart week. If I did do Bart week, I would think that Nancy Cartwright could be on and she could be Bart Simpson. Nancy Cartwright. Yeah.
2: I think that would I mean, if you could get it, that'd be a huge
3: get if you could do it. That would you would need that for Bart week. By the way, let me put this out there. I am looking for I'm looking to hire someone you will get no payment. And I require your services for 17 Mondays. I would like to talk to someone who sounds like Brett Favre and can do a Brett Favre impression. <laughs> so let me put that out there. Uh, this would so be this a, position
2: will be paid just as well as someone who may or may not host mm-hmm or mm
3: Yeah. You'll get Paul Immig money. Yep. Which, which nothing. is nothing. Which is uh, almost the same as Tim Shea money. very very close dude i went to the game with tim shea yesterday uh oh my god this guy everybody knows tim shea down there it is quite the scene to see man tim if i can say you went from like i
2: think i know you're a brewers fan as well as of course a former employee Mm -hmm. but you've been you've you've had some pretty negative brewers comments in recent weeks i know it's been a tough couple weeks in certain instances to be a fan. But I, I, I kept thinking like, how well did the Tim Brewer's relationship end <laughs> or has Bart soiled his no. brain to the point now where he's just going to become this negative guy? Like, uh, no, no, no. like it seems like he's becoming no, no,
1: no. The Brewers, the, the me and Brewers relationship, it ended
3: eh, a little, there's a lot of people there yesterday that really were excited to see Tim and there were a lot of people yesterday that pretended like they didn't see Tim and mm-hmm. oh. uh pretended to be on their phone or looked the other way uh probably only like 3 yeah in that
2: way.
1: okay uh,
3: so one did say hi to me which i was shocked but yeah 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 it was it was interesting it was funny cuz i was in the media press dining area and everybody was there that's where people go to eat and so Tim saw everybody, man. Mhm. It was somebody. Tim, that was your first time back in a
1: I I uh, had I had been there before a few times, um, okay. but it, those were on Sunday, so no one's there in the front office. Right. So yesterday yeah. was really the first time I was back where everybody was in there. Yeah. Everybody.
3: Yeah, and every, and so my, uh, what I realized is I told Tim this last hour, are you a net positive or a net negative for my show? I'm trying to figure that out. Net positive for sure when it comes to the ratings uh, in uh, on American Family Field because everybody in that front office listens for Tim Shea. Okay. Yeah. Levering scolded him for giving away too many broadcast secrets. Yeah. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> kind of. Yeah.
2: Well, that's great. That means he's listening, though.
3: <laughs> All right. Let's play some mm mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm.
2: All right, well, I was going to ask you if you wanted to start Brewers or Packers, but I think we should stick Brewers, seeing as that's what we're talking about. Here.
3: Brewers, you know how this business works, Paul. Let's go. All right, the
2: actual DraftKings odds of the Brewers making the World Series are 14 to 1. I'm going to say that there's a one-hour moment in time where you are offered 20 to 1 for the Brewers to make, not win, just make the World Series. It's actually 14 to 1. You have one hour to decide if you want to take them up on a 20 to 1 offer. You would put 500 down on 20 to 1 odds of the Brewers making the World Series.
3: Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. mm 500. God, what would I put down on 20 to 1 odds? I might put down 50 just for like... The entertainment and enjoyment of it. Okay. 500. See, if I put down... You're getting a much better odds than the actual
2: odds. This is like a one-time moment. You're like, you got to put down the 500 or we can't offer you these 20 to 1 because the actual are 14 to 1.
3: Let's see. 500 times 20, so I can win 10 grand? Yeah. Mm. Just if they made the World Series. I did say I was in the Dunn Club two days ago. Oh, come on. Yeah. Um
2: and then they won two in a row. Yeah, so maybe they it won. was perfect. Yeah.
3: yeah. See, they even the clubhouse listens. They're like, oh, if you lose Bart, you lost the neighborhood. So we gotta we gotta figure this out. And they won two in a row. When Rowdy threw to uh third yesterday, he wasn't thinking about getting he was thinking about me. He's like, I gotta shut that Bart guy up. I gotta I gotta get this out here. That's yep why he didn't go to the bag. Um no, the the problem with five hundred is I can bet like fifty and kind of uh I can like dig it out of a side pot. If I go 500, I got to look at the uh, joint account. <laughs> and uh and I I am not I can't, I can't do that. So I am going to say no. I would not bet. Uh 500 is too much either either way. So but you no. but you, you would I mean like if
2: you could put 50 down, you would take the 20 to 1. So the 21 is like a reasonable number. It's just the amount that I suggested that was too much.
3: Yeah, I think that uh, you know if if the odds get bigger, absolutely, because it's something you're rooting for anyway. Yeah. But that is how Vegas kind of gets you. I still, right. the one thing, the one thing I remember about the movie, The Big Short, is that people lose money because they always bet on what they want to happen. Yeah, great movie. So you got to bet against what you don't want to happen or what people don't think will happen. And that's how those guys made out during the housing crisis. They don't want the housing market to collapse, but. They knew it was going to, so why not make some money off of it? Yeah, bet against it. Like in 2024, when there's a convention here, I'm going to uh, pick up shifts as a bartender because I might as well make money off these people.
2: (laughs) Do you think you'll do that? Like, You'll Uber or you'll Lyft or you'll bartend or
3: something? I think I might. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well played. People are always like, oh, it's going to bring in $30 million of the economy. I don't get any of that scratch get a slice of that I, I want i want a slice when there's money coming in you know Barty wants a little slice
2: tim shea if you were to take your next 14 paychecks 500 dollars <laughs>
3: and put it on the
2: brewers on 20 to 1 odds you would do that Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
3: Mm-mm. 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 Mm-mm.
1: no no way red flag red flag absolutely, absolutely not maybe a hundred
3: but not 100? 500. Where are you coming up with 100 bucks?
1: Well, I take my next uh, 13 paychecks for 100.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: no way. No way. They're not. going. They're not. No, I don't. I don't have faith in this team to win the World Series. Do I have faith in them to make the playoffs? Sure. But to make or sorry, to make the World Series? No.
2: Yeah. No. Nope. So, no. OK. No, fair enough. I, so what would you have guessed the odds to be? Like, I don't know if you've looked it up in recent weeks, but like, what would you have assumed it to be? It is. It's actually 14 to one. What I would, would, you have I would probably
3: set around 20 or 25 to one. Okay. So it's, are you surprised that it's so much more
2: optimistic?
3: Yeah, I am. Uh, and I keep seeing some of these odds and the brewers are not that low. And even when I'm looking at power rankings, which I don't ever do on purpose, but people love to tweet about them for some reason. I they're still in the top 10 and stuff. I I don't know. I,
1: yeah, I don't know. That Pitching staff, man. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's right. Because I mean, if you get into a series and you can go Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, maybe back to Burns for Game Four. Like it, that is hard to match. Like I heard Tim Allen a little bit on your show what Tuesday, and that's I mean, it's it's the easy thing to bring up. It's like as much as you can be down on the team in a playoff series, that's you know that's hard. Like if if you can put up three or four runs against in a single game against that trio of starters, like that's not an easy feat. Um, But I'm also going to say "Mm -mm." we'll have a chorus on this one uh, in terms of agreeing. Uh, It's a bit I might need a bit better to to put that in because, well, it's been how many years since they were last in a World Series? I think we might all know the answer
3: after this past weekend. Well, it's been 40 and we're going to be reminded of that on Saturday when the Cardinals celebrate the 1982 World Series in St. Louis. Are they are they celebrating it with the Brewers in town? Yeah, everyone's coming back. Splendid. Okay.
2: All right. Next question for you. So, the Brewers have made the playoffs in seven of the last 14 years. These past 14 years, of which the Brewers have made the playoffs seven times, have been a successful 14-year run. Mm Mm-hmm. Or mm -mm. mm-mm.
3: I'm going to say the answer to that is mm mm-hmm. Yeah. My definition of what is a successful season is was there progress progress is my big word when it comes to was there was it a successful season so obviously you don't make the playoffs for 26 years you made it in 08 you made it in 11 Uh, then you kind of had a new group of guys come in there were some down years of course which mark never wants again you made the nlcs and you've been competitive there's you know these i get where their mindset's coming from is you know if it breaks a different way they could have been in a World Series in one of these years. Um, But with that being said, if they make the playoffs, if they have this successful model and make the playoffs seven times in the next 14 years and don't get into a World Series, then I will say that is not a success Yep. because now you need to continue to progress. And so while the last 14 years absolutely were a success, if this next 14 years is the last 14 years, then I will say, it is not a success. I think that sometimes you can't not, not every team is playing with the same. They're not all starting from the same position. Mm -hmm. You know, the Packers need to make the Super Bowl this year for the season to be a success. Absolutely. But the lions don't the lions. Maybe even if they go eight and nine, that's a successful season for them because of where they're at, where they're coming from, where the franchise has been. So I just, I, sometimes you can't, the thing that bothers me is uh well if you ask any other team the if you could go to the if you could go to the NFC championship four times in 6 years they'd all take it. Well, yeah, any other team might but not this team. We mm-hmm. have higher standards than that because of where we start. So, yes, the last 14 years have been a rousing success, but if it's the next 14 years, no. Look at you with nuance. Well done, sir. Ah uh, yeah. That's that's one of my... I can't follow that up. Well, that's one of the... I'm not going to say weaknesses about me in the show, because it's not a weakness. It's a strength, because I'm great. The weakness, though, is that sometimes I am too smart for the average rum-dum that would (laughs) rather uh, listen to fart noises and beer-belly jokes.
2: Yeah, speaking of which, are you over? Are you still like really bummed about this Choco Taco
3: thing? Because that was, oh my goodness, two days of sports talk. Well, anyone who is stupid enough not to realize that that was a marketing ploy is an idiot. No one was buying like, Choco Tacos since 1998. They're like, geez, what are we gonna? How are we get? Let's let's just say it's gone away. No one's thought of us in 20 years, and then all these kids that are like desperate for the 90s because. It's the last time they remember the world before, like, war. Uh, let's bring it back. Oh, okay. Like, if they said Surge was going away. There's no Surge oh, anymore. Yeah. But then we'd be like, oh, what, Surge? I love Surge. Surge would yeah. fly off the shelves again. You drink a lot of Surge back in the day? I did. I loved Surge. Yeah, I drank a lot of One Surge, One weird too, thing. But was- I got to tell you this. One weird thing at our middle school, junior high ninth grade we had ninth grade junior high uh and they would never do this today because it's not healthy but before surge like hit the shelves or something happened where surge there was a giant surge truck outside and it was full of surge 20 ounce bottles and they said a quarter per bottle whoa and so i bought like eight i filled up my backpack (laughs) but then my teacher my math teacher bought Probably 500 bottles of Surge. Oh my! For 125 bucks, and then would give them away as like treats. Oh, <laughs> so it would never happen today. What was this like
2: a rogue Surge truck driver? I need to learn more about this the person. The school had to... like
3: a deal with Coca-Cola. What? Yeah, like a sponsorship deal. And part of the deal <laughs> was making these kids addicted to Surge at a young age. Wow, that is the high school. The high
1: school that I went to had had uh, sponsorship with Coca-Cola as well.
3: But did they ever do something this crazy? No,
1: not nothing like that.
3: I mean this is this is like nothing one like step that. short of yeah. doing a blood drive only with Surge. <laughs> right? For sure. Uh and I, and on that
2: note, Tim Shea I
1: can't follow a Bard upset. I I mean I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So successful the, 14 year yeah, runs. Seven yeah. It, ha, it has been because look what they did before and the 25 years to get into the playoffs. And yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: I'll echo it too. Mm hmm. This has been a successful 14 year run because of where they were before. If the next 14 are the same, as Bart said, mm hmm. You have to do something more than make the playoffs 50% of the time because of where you are now. The bar has moved. Well said, Bart. Okay. Jackson Churio is the number two prospect in all of baseball. We had a Jackson Shurio-related topic not long ago. He had moved up the list uh, of the MLB pipeline, but Baseball America has him at number two in all of baseball. This is the highest a Brewers player has ever been. Uh, I had a list up here that I can share with you, but no one had gone higher than number five, which I believe was Ben Sheets. Ricky Weeks got up to five. Prince Fielder, I think, was up to 10. Ryan Braun, eight. Okay, Jackson Churio, at number two in all of baseball as the top prospect, is only 18 years old. He is on par with the likes of Ronald Acuna Jr., Juan Soto, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Julio Rodriguez at the same age. So, it is fair to start believing, given that those guys all debuted at or around 20 or 21 years old, it start it's fair to start believing that Churio might be in the major leagues in a Brewers uniform in 2024 at the age of 20. It's fair to start believing that as a possibility. Mm Mm-hmm or mm mm-mm. Gee, I thought you were going to ask me 2023. That felt a bit ambitious. So, you know what? Let's move it. 2023. Well, I'm going to say no to 2023. Okay, he's 20 years old. It's 2024. He's one of the starting outfielders on opening day of 2024. Uh, I don't know about opening day. Remember, uh,
3: service time manipulation...
2: No, no, no! You gotta believe. Opening day, starting outfielder Jackson Churio, twenty years old.
3: I'm gonna say mm mm, but what do I know? I just know that that's. I mean, that's incredible. This kid. Where did they find him from? He was an international signing. Yeah, you know they have been really investing in that, and really doing a lot of work in that, which I think is smart. Don't they have a like an academy in the Dominican Republic? I think like just a yeah, strictly Brewers yep. academy. Yeah. It's smart. It's smart. Twenty twenty four. Let's see. Service time twenty. Mm. Now I can't. I'm gonna say mm mm. Not on opening day. Too young. Okay.
2: Well, the initial question was that he'll he'll be on the team in twenty twenty four. So I think you, at you, some you'd, point you'd say, we mm-hmm, might.
3: Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, if he. If he keeps progressing the way he is, and it's been done with these other guys. Now, it's not like Robin Young. I don't think Robin Young played a minor league game in his life. He came up in 19, or maybe 2. Uh, but the other guys have done it young. So if he's ready, they'll bring him up. I'd say at some point in 2024, I can say mm-hmm, too. So, Tim, I'll ask you both parts. Jackson
2: Shurio, at age 20 in two years, will be on the Brewers in 2024. hmm Or mm-hmm. And then secondarily... He will be a starting outfielder on opening day in 2024 at age 20. Mm-hmm, or mm-mm. for both of them, I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. Wow, starting opening day. Yeah, I'm gonna day say outfielder. Yes. I love it.
1: They so this window is closing with this team right now. So you're gonna have all these new young players come up. At that point, just throw them in there. And if he's tearing it up down in the uh, down in the minors, look at what he's doing in Appleton. It's just a continuation. He's gonna could probably continue this in Double A. They'll move him up to AAA next year, and then Opening Day, he will be in. He will be in the starting lineup Opening Day. I just think they're going to go young, starting in 2024, and just throw all your eggs in that basket. So, why not? Oh, I love it. If this... I love it. You got to believe, right? Yeah, By yeah, the way, yeah, he,
2: he turned 18 in March of this year. He's not even 18 and a half yet. It is remarkable what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, mm-hmm, for sure, to the initial question about being on a, you know, being in the Brewers lineup in the year 2024, even though he's only age 20. Again, the names that he is comped with in terms of not just like projectable, but what his statistics at high A and A ball were with Soto and Julio Rodriguez and Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Ronald Acuna Jr. He is, he's actually had better performance than that group of guys at the same age at the same level of minor league baseball i i you know what tim i don't know if you genuinely believe he'll be an opening day starting outfielder on 2024 but your optimism makes me excited to be optimistic also so i'm, I'm gonna change my answer to that one too mm-hmm, why not let's do it all right any other thoughts before we move into pack they, they sign all
1: these he plays he plays outfield right yeah, he's an outfielder. Yeah, they sign all these outfielders
2: to one-year contracts. So. And more importantly, he, he's a center fielder. Now, I mean, can you, of course, switch to a corner? Sure, but he can play center.
3: Well, where is he going to? You got Christian Yelich, and you got Jonathan <laughs> Davis. Don't even. <laughs> no.
2: There's pl- Put it this way. There's plenty of room for him. <laughs> what about Jonathan John Gray, Davis? Joe Gray Jr.? Honestly, his biggest competition to probably start in center field in 2024 are his current, well, his current, not teammates in terms of the level of ball that they're at, but are Garrett Mitchell, center fielder, Sal Freelich, center fielder, Bryce Terang can play shortstop and center field. You know, so like his biggest competition, not in the majors, they're in A right now. Whatever happened to uh, Lucas Ursig? I think they're still trying to make him a pitcher,
1: right? Joe Madden will find a way to get these guys in. Joe You're Madden? John Brewer
3: Manager Joe Madden? <laughs> is, that, is that our next
2: hmm Joe Madden will be the brewer's manager in 2024.
3: What are you saying?
2: He's got he's now here's where you gotta be careful. Because Tim has actual intel. He's got sources.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that just came out of my head, so. Joe Madden. Yeah.
3: Give get, 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 put him with the young guys, yep. Can you play something right now? This is so mean, but I need to hear it. Can you play something over there? Yeah. Yeah. Go to the uh, Bart Winkler folder, if you would. Okay. The Bart Winkler show or uh This folder? is the Bart Winkler folder. Okay. There's a cut down there that says, Joe, the rebuild will take a long time. <laughs> Do you see it? I got to hear this. I miss Joe. You see the, the oh, cut? I know the exact,
2: by the way, I know what you're about to play if you can find it.
3: Oh, I love it. This is It like all in, starts
2: with Lucas Ersig, right? This is
3: like in 2018. Do you have it? Yeah, I just found it. Hold on here. Let me bring Radio it Joe. Here. This all is right. so mean.
2: Yeah,
0: not Joe Madden. Brewers Radio. fans to get their hopes up to think that this Brewers team should be, we should be talking World Series or we should at least be talking postseason come 2020. I think this rebuild that David Zernes is putting together right now is going to take at the minimum five years. It's going to take a while. This could take five, six, seven, eight years because what I believe is the true talent of this organization is sitting in your farm system right now. And once they come up to the big leagues, it's going to take a couple of years before you really know what they are in addition. So again, let's take, let's take a prospect like Lucas Ersek, who I'm really high on, who I think could be a stud. Lucas Urceg was drafted last year and accelerated between rookie ball and the Timber Rattlers. And now this year he's starting in high A in Carolina. If Lucas Urseg, who I believe could be up at the big leagues in the next three years, <laughs> he's going to have to hit right away in three years if you even want to talk about this. Lucas Urseg then is going to need at least two more years before we really know who he is. So we're talking about a five-year span just with that prospect and Luka, Lucas Urseg.
3: Yeah, there you go, Radio Joe. Awesome. I miss you, buddy. Hey, I have another
2: clip for you. Can I play one? I gonna to try to come through the computer. Tell me if you can hear it, okay? Sure. I promised myself
1: tonight I wouldn't get
3: emotional. And here I go. Oh no! I am done. <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> <laughs> that... Wow. Tim Shea. <laughs> Tim, I'm sorry. Start calling, right. start calling you Bart Jr. Where is Ersig right now? Natural.
2: I th- yeah, I think as a pitcher though, like I think exclusively a pitcher. Yeah. Or is, or does he does he do both third base and pitch? I don't know. Yeah, he's I think not, he, does he is not he is not in the majors. He is not a stud. The rebuild has not commenced under his watch. Yeah. All right. What's next? Packers. All right. Brian Gudekinst. Yeah, I, I, I you know you can read it as you want. He said they're in reference to Elton Jenkins and David Bartiari. Brian Goodikin said they're both doing well. Both have a shot to play early in the season. That was in reference to whether they might start the year on PUP and therefore miss the first four games of the NFL regular season. I, I think it's fair to say that, like, I'm going to say for the sake of the question at least, Bakhtiari and Jenkins start the year on PUP. Given that, you're worried about the first month of the season with this offensive line. You're worried about the offensive line's first month. Mm-hmm or mm hmm.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think that like, it, I don't think it'll be as bad as I'm going to worry that it's going to be, you know, cause like guys like last year, like Yash Najman came in and we're like, Oh my God. And then he played fine. And I think that, that there's enough good coaching that, and I don't think these guys are like terrible. They're not, you know, turnstiles, but they're going to need Elton Jenkins back. I, I'm not, I'm not counting on David Bakhtiari coming back. I'm not I'm at not, all. No. Or when any game we get from David Bakhtiari this year is a is a bonus surprise. Oh my! I I don't. I'm very worried that he's D U N. Very worried. <laughs> he's on the, he's on the Dunzo list. He is in the Dun Club. I'm on the Dun Club on David Bakhtiari.
2: Wow. So you're a little bit worried about the offensive line though in the in the early going. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, just because. You're you're missing Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari. It's huge, right? But the way that I'm looking at it is we're missing Elton Jenkins. Because that's who I expect to come back. Yeah. And I don't I don't I just I I can't if I'm starting to plan, I can't plan on Bakhtiari. He might be there eventually, but I can't plan on him. I have, he's yeah. out of my plans. I hope wow. he comes back, but I can't. I can't plan on him. I'm very, very nervous about him ever coming back. Yeah, I'm nervous about him coming back, really good. Yeah, and being a yeah. really good player. Maybe that's it too. Yeah, he's not going to be as dynamic as he once was.
1: I'm nervous with him coming back and getting hurt again, and then he's done, done.
3: Oh yeah, every play that I, I'm going to be scared out there like it's my own son. You know, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have as much confidence in David Bakhtiari not getting hurt play to play as I would if. My now three-year-old son was out there playing left tackle. Yeah. It was his birthday yesterday.
2: I, by the way, I don't believe that to be true. I think you'd be far more about about your kid, but I, I appreciate the... I don't know. Uh, hyperbo- I think my
3: kid actually might do a better job because people weren't... They're not going to bulldoze a three-year-old kid.
2: <laughs> He'd be good protection just because they would at least like walk around him yeah.
3: politely. Although Endomic and Sue would kick him in the face. Yeah, he probably would. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: Tim Shea... Ryan Gutekind's making me not super optimistic about Elton Jenkins and David Bottiari not starting the year on Pup, missing the first four games. Tim Shea, you're worried about the offensive line in this first month of the season. Mm Mm-hmm. Or mm -mm. Mm -hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Those are your two anchors. So you don't have both of them. Because Elton Jenkins was moving around last year. So I, yeah, I just, I, I don't have faith in the backups.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll add to it as well. Mm-hmm. I think without Elton Jenkins, I'm not as pessimistic about David Bakhtiari playing at all as you are, Bart. But certainly, he will not be the guy he was as the reason you gave him the richest contract in offensive lineman history. Like that, that is almost impossible now that he's 30. Now that he's come back from multiple injuries, serious injuries at that, uh, I'm gonna say mm hmm to being worried about the offensive line in these first so he you already have what is presumed to be one of the weakest, if not weakest, wide receiver depth charts in the league. But you're going to have a super banged up and not ready, not healthy offensive line. So Rodgers and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, they're going to be carrying a lot in that first month, if not longer. Okay. Um, You only get to keep – pretend this is like there's like an expansion of the NFL. And each team is told you only get to keep one player on defense and the rest are going into the free agency pool – for the expansion draft. You oh my god. You get to only god. keep one. You get to keep one defensive player.
3: You'd keep Jair Alexander. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. Oh God. So he's the first name that came to my head, and the second was Rashawn Gary. I'll That's... I'll tell you those are my the first two that came to mind for me as well.
2: This should be easy. I think I think Kenny Clark should be in that conversation too, maybe.
3: I guess mm-hmm. I mean Ah. Uh... I just think Rashawn is gonna be so good, but Jair's already so good. Yeah, who play who plays a more important position? Did you see what Jair said yesterday? He I don't like know if I did. he like was trying out new cleats, and so Alan Lazard got a catch on him. And Jair's like, uh, well, the guy's got to get one catch at least in the first fifteen days against me. <laughs> so, either Lazard really sucks or Jair's really good. I guess it'd have to be Jair. Yeah. And I, I would take the swagger as a tiebreaker. The swagger? Yeah, his confidence, his demeanor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that yeah, I I hear you. Yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna say yes, but that's a that's a very hard question. Tim Shea By yes, I keep... by by yes I mean There
2: you go. Tim Shea, Packers are told the only gets to keep one defensive player, the rest are going to a free agency pool for the upcoming pretend expansion draft. You would take you would protect and keep Jair Alexander, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or... hmm hmm mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. He's the best corner in the league. Come on. Shouldn't be that hard to think about.
2: I, I do think, mm-hmm, as well, that the answer is Jair. I think it's really, really close, though. I think it is fair to call Jair, Jair the best corner in the league, whereas Rashawn Gary, for as good and, well, arguably great, and, I mean, still becoming better, I think, as he is, he's the fifth sixth seventh best edge rusher you know and and that's not a that's not a disservice to what he's done or what he can do but that's just a really stacked position in the nfl you know if you could only if you could have like the best edge rusher or the best corner i think you'd have the they're both really valuable positions i think you would choose the best edge rusher over the best corner but i think we're talking best corner jair versus fifth ish best edge rusher so I will buy a very slight margin also go, mm-hmm, with Jair. All right, last question. And this was one you uh, gotta that – got to slide it the, in, my friend. There you go. That, into the, the question about Alan uh, Lazard and what you said with Jair. Romeo Dubs. I saw it pronounced Dubs. That's what the It's Dubs. Like. Uh, okay. Packers Media Guide says Dobbs. It does, though so they've updated it because I think on draft night I saw Dubs. Anyway, yeah. Dobbs. Okay. I'm going with Dobbs until Ro- they change it. Romeo Dobbs. Will lead the Packers in catches in at least six games this season. No. Mm-hmm. Or mm 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 mm. All right, hold on, hold on. You, you were in, Romeo Dobbs will lead the Packers in catches in at least four games this season. I'd put it at maybe three.
3: I'd go two. You, you got so a lot he, of like, Lazar Jones, in- Watson, Dylan will have a game. Tunyon when he comes back. They're gonna lead the team in catches for it? You think Tunyon or Dylan
2: will have the most I mean, they might have the most touchdowns or like red zone targets. Oh, there'll
3: be an AJ but- Dylan game where he has eight grabs and we all freak out the next day.
2: And Tunyon will too, even though he's only gonna play half a season. I mean the thing is if it's not, if Dobbs is only like, let's say three. Dobbs leads the team in catches in three out of 17 games. You gotta piece together the other 14. Fine. I'll give Dylan one. I'm hesitant, but I'll give Tunyon one. You still have twelve more games. You need a leading pass catcher.
3: I think uh, it's harder than you think to get to seventeen. I think I would like you to table this question okay. for next time. All right. I think my anxiety with getting towards the break is forcing me to have a quicker answer than I want.
2: Let Let's keep it. It'll be It'll be very good, relevant, still a week from now.
3: And also. I'm very excited about your last question. I didn't prepare anything for eight o'clock because I knew you'd come up with something that I liked. There you go. So I'm going to do, if there was an expansion team that started right now and they needed players ASAP and the Packers could only protect five Ooh. for the upcoming season, who would they protect? So five feels, five feels easy. You want to make it tougher and say three or is
2: three even like, is that too hard? Why don't you give me five? Text me five. I'll text you my five in order.
3: Yeah, in order. One through five. Okay. All okay. right. All right. And we'll All talk right. about that coming out. Paul, thank you, buddy. Yep, see you guys. Hi, right, Paul Limig.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.